Blog Talk Radio. about our 2015 year in review, and I'm joined once again by one silver. What's up, man? Hey, good Happy evening. New Year. Good evening, fight fans. As we discuss the awards, our annual awards show, we discuss who are the winners and a couple of losers. Yes, and there are, there's this, and we'll crown at the end of this our pussy of the year, but we will save that for the end here, so... Why don't we get right into it, man? Uh, the fighter of the year. Yeah, that that the biggest award will start as the first award, and there's no question it's Saul Canelo Alvarez. He had the knockout of the matter of fact, we could cover two awards with him. He had the knockout of the year May ninth this year in Houston, Texas, in front of several thousand people inside Minute Maid Park. He fought a local favorite, James Kirkland. And he put Kirkland to sleep in the third round with a hellacious right cross. I mean, the referee didn't bother counting. And it was a great performance, a great fight. And that fight led to him fighting last month, Miguel Cotto, for the ring and and, and WBC middleweight championship. And this was the best fight of Canelo's career. Canelo walked out Cotto the entire fight. Cotto's punches were like, Mosquito bites to Canelo. He was never seriously in trouble. Cotto tried to box him, but Canelo took the fight, was more aggressive, used a good jab, worked the body, outworked Cotto, out-hustled Cotto, and, and um, outmanned him, winning a very easy 12-round decision. I had uh, Canelo winning nine of the 12 rounds. And that's the fight that clinched him the fighter of the year because of all the fighters that had great years this year. That was the most significant win. I won't count Floyd Mayweather's win over Manny Pacquiao because Pacquiao's past his prime. Plus, he went in the fight with a bum shoulder. And had they fought four or five years ago, the result would have been the same. That's the event of the year, Mayweather-Pacquiao, because it broke all the pay-per-view records. But the fighter of the year, Canelo Alvarez, and hopefully they both want to fight. They just got to get the weight put together where the fight's going to be held. Sometime next year, either in May or September, you'll have the big fight, which you'll do over a million buys, Canelo Alvarez versus Gennady Golovkin. That fight will be for the undisputed middleweight championship of the world. Hello? Let's backtrack a little bit um, and get uh, go over some of these things so I can... Um get your opinion on some stuff the the um you said the round of the year with kirkland or no the um knockout of the year was canelo's third round knockout of kirkland may 9th of this year yeah in that fight uh yeah in that fight kirkland seemed like he was uh aggressor there in that at least coming up before that punch kirkland can't fight backing up kirkland's a slugger that's it kirkland style is very reminiscent of a young mike tyson he's a tyson that's 
type fighter. He comes right at you. And Canelo knew this. And in the first round, he rocked Kirkland several times, dropped him. Heard him again in the second round, dropped him. Third round, dropped him early with a beautiful right uppercut. And then the right cross, Kirkland ran right into it. Good night, Irene. Yes, indeed. So you have basically like um, uh, this fight. I mean, he was favored to win anyway, but he really did. Uh, it was a big win over a big, strong guy as like Kirkland. Yeah, it, it it showed that he was ready for. You know, after watching this fight, people could see that you know he had the advantage of Okoto because he's got the punching power and the strength. The only problem we were thinking about was would his stamina take him. But you know what? Canelo has been 12 rounds many times. I've never seen him tired, even when he was chasing Floyd Mayweather. He was not tired. He was more frustrated and tired. Canelo is a fucking machine. Like Golovkin, these guys are nonstop guys that go straight ahead, and neither one gets tired. That's why that fight's going to be a great fight. Canelo... You you want to predict who's going to win that, do you? Well, let's get the fight side first, and we'll we'll do a fight all surrounding that. But... These two guys have very similar styles. Oh, my God. They both have good left jabs. They both are tremendous body punches. They both have great chins. It's going to be a war. Now, if you were to uh, pick some runners-up to this category of uh, knockout of the year. Oh, well, there were, there were a lot of great knockouts this year. A lot of great knockouts. There, there were more knockouts this year than, than um many years combined. I mean, too many to, to talk about right now, Logan, and we don't we don't have much time. This okay. is the of the year, the, the fighter of the year, the event of the year was made with a Pacquiao. So now we go on to some of the other awards. Go ahead. All right, yeah, let's get on to the uh, uh, what do we have here? The round of the year: Edwin Rodriguez versus oh, Michael Seals. What a great this! And this was also a consideration for fight of the year because although only with three rounds. These two guys were just throwing hammers. And the fight starts, this, this first round starts less than 30 seconds in the round. Edwin Rodriguez jumps on Seals, lands a vicious left hook, and Seals goes stumbling across the ring, and he gets knocked down. Then he gets up. Rodriguez goes after him, looking for a first-round knockdown. And in his haste, he walks into a right cross. Boom. Down goes Rodriguez. He walked, like Kirkland, he walked into this right cross. Rodriguez gets up, and they slug. You see how he went down? He went down, like, completely like a puppet. Yeah, I mean, and then the second knockdown, another right cross, and he went down. Oh, my God. I don't know how he got up from this. He was out on his feet, and with only a few seconds left in the round, this was the proverbial save by the bell because he was out on his feet. Second round, he got bombarded, and in the third round, he came back and knocked out Seals a great come-from-behind victory, but it's the first round that is the best round of many great rounds throughout this. 2015, Logan, had so many exciting fights, so many great knockouts. I mean, unbelievable. It was a banner year for boxing because of all the great action, and this round one was one of many great rounds this year. Yeah, both fighters looked uh, like they were ready. To, they could have won this fight easily just with one punch, and it looked like Edwin got the. Uh, but Edwin is definitely like a uh, a monster. Uh, we'll see what he does in the future. Well, uh, he, he had one big opportunity two years ago, and he was uh, schooled completely, schooled and undressed 
by Andre Ward. Edwin Rodriguez is not a championship-type fighter. He's a contender. He's on that level. He's always going to be like a gatekeeper for that 168, 175-pound divisions of the Juice Super Middleweight Lightweight divisions. I don't see him being a champion. He's got a lot of heart. He's got great punching power, but he's missing that oomph. He's not on that Kovalev Ward level. Never will be. He's not even on a John Pascal level. He's a step below those guys. He beat, he beat Groves, right? Say it again? He beat Groves? No, he hasn't fought Groves yet. Oh, uh, the guy who won the comeback fight of the year beat Groves. And that's the next guy we'll talk about. Our comeback fighter of the year, Badu Jack. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking of Badu Jack. Yes, he he fought and won Groves. Uh, beat Gro- Groves thought he won, but. Yeah, he beat Groves on the undercard of the Mayweather Birdo fight. And the Badu Jack, great, great comeback fighter of the year. Last year, he lost to a journeyman named Derek Edwards. He got knocked the fuck out in the first round. And many experts thought that was the end of his career. He he had been fed a bunch of bums. And the first live report, Derek Edwards is the job to the stars. He's there to, to give you a, your first tough test. Jack failed that first tough test, getting knocked out in the very first round by Edwards. Many people thought this was going to be the end of Jack's career. Jack rebounded Logan, won a couple of more, a couple of, of, of get-your-feet-wet fights, then stepped up and beat Anthony Durrell for the vacant, for the vacant uh, Super Middleweight Championship. And then, this past September, he beat George Groves, George Groves' third shot at the championship, and cemented his claim on that title. Uh, there's a lot of guys for Jack to fight at 168. I would love for him to fight uh, uh, James DeGal. I think DeGal would beat Jack. He's a better fighter. But Jack has a puncher's chance, and he's got a lot of heart. That first-round knockout loss to Edwards, I think, really made him work harder. And he's come back, and he's easily our 2015 Comeback Fighter of the Year. Where's Edwards? Edwards, I don't think Edwards won a fight since he lost to fucking up on a jack. <laughs> I told you, he's a jobber to the stars. I see. So, in the uh, event, in the, um, event of the year, May- Mayweather-Pacquiao, obviously, that is the event yeah, of the year. That, that was the event of the year. Shat- that, that A pay-per-view record that will never be shattered. I mean, I think they said there's somewhere, anywhere from 3.5 to 4 million pay-per-view buys. Buy- so, you just go by simply the biggest event. It's the biggest It's the biggest event in combat sports history. It just... Money, monetary-wise, I mean, they they broke all all records. The gate, the pay-per-view, uh, uh, Mayweather made anywhere from 100 to 120 million dollars for one night. Uh, Manny made anywhere from 60 to 80 million dollars for one night. I mean, they they both made in one night that most fighters would beg to make in a career. Yeah, amazing, amazing amount of. Uh... People got suckered into watching that, but uh, I guess we did too. So, <laughs> well, 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 I didn't pay for it. My girlfriend took me to a club for my birthday to see at a club, so um, I didn't pay for it. But a lot of people did pay for it. Um, it, 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 um, it was what I expected. I don't know what people people created. Jim Lampley did his year-end awards show last week, and he criticized the event, criticized the pay-per-view, and, and um. I don't know why Lampley was criticized. This is a great segue into the network of the year, which is HBO. HBO showed the man, the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. They showed the Canelo Kirkland fight. They showed guys like Golovkin and, and Roman Gonzalez. If you look at the, 
if you look at the the ten best fighters in the world, HBO has seven or eight of them. Well, HBO partnered with Showtime, right? Say again? Yeah. Well, HBO partnered with Showtime for the Pacquiao Mayweather fight. The one, you know, and and then they got to show the fight on um, HBO, being that Mayweather won the fight. Oh, I didn't realize that. That that's how, that's how they chose who won, who got to show it, huh? Yeah. The, the, whoever the, the, it, it was, the precedent was set with um, Mike Tyson versus Lennox Lewis back in two thousand and two, where it was in the contract that that the winning fighters, the networks winning. Whoever won the fight, the network that the fighter is assigned to gets to show it. And so since – no, actually, the fight wasn't shown on HBO. My bad. The fight was shown on Showtime. Backtrack. Right, because he's a Showtime guy, yeah. Not a fighter. It was an HBO slash Showtime pay-per-view, but the fight was shown on Showtime the following week. But still the network of the year, HBO, because yeah, of the other they, stuff. They, they are the network of the year. They co-promoted that fight. They promoted the Canelo, the two Canelo, big Canelo Alvarez wins, the Cotto fight being one of them. They have Golovkin. They had Golovkin fight on, on the network all year, Terrence Crawford, uh, Timothy Bradley with his great win over Brand, uh, Brandon Rios, uh, Roman Gonzalez, the best fighter in the world. And, and the upset of the year. They have, they have, if you look at the top ten fighters, they have seven or eight of the top ten fighters. While while, P, while Premier Boxing Champions, PBC, has secured deals with ABC, CBS, NBC, ESPN, and now Fox, they don't have the, 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 any of the top ten fighters in the world. HBO secured those fighters, and that's why their fights were good. Now, you had some great fights. The, the Michael Seals-Edwin Rodriguez fight, that was a premier fight. The fight of the year that we'll talk about after this, that was a premier boxing fight. And um, I give Spike, Spike Television, who's new in the boxing game, they're the runner-ups to HBO because they had some of the most exciting fights on the planet, on, on their network, and that's a PBC, that's a PBC entity. But HBO, the network of the year, they had the great Kovalev-Pascal fight. They had, they, what, what, what uh, Al Heyman and Premier Boxing did was they made HBO, Bob Arum, and Oscar De La Hoya step up their games. And they and they stepped it up. They stepped uh, it up. Oscar De La Hoya, who's our promoter of the year, I failed to put that in the thing, but he's our promoter here, had a great comeback year. He lost the majority of his fighters to Al Heyman and Premier. So what he had to do was, A, he partnered with, with um, Bob Arum to give a couple of good cards, and he went and he, and, and he has discovered, along with Aram, a lot of great young up-and-coming Mexican-American fighters that he could that, that he could base the future on. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got a good eye. And De La Hoya also promoted, helped co-promote the Golovkin-Roman Gonzalez doubleheader that sold out Madison Square Garden. So De La Hoya's back. I mean, he lost a lot of fighters, but the fighters he has, he has a bunch of young up-and-coming fighters, and he's got the number one box office fighter on the planet right now in Saul Canelo Alvarez. There you go, man. So we have here now uh, the upset of the year. Upset of the year? Oh, if I love this. I love this. Finally, the Klitschko era comes to an end, and he lost to a fucking stiff. Tyson Fury's a fucking stiff. He could talk all he wants to about, oh, oh, he's a stiff. He He's a great, he's a great promo guy. He can't fight, and he kicked Klitschko's ass. 
I mean, Klitschko did nothing but hold the whole fight. What are you doing? You're down. You're the 12th round. You need a knockout. He lands a great left hook. And what does he do? He holds the guy. <laughs> yeah. He, he, didn't, uh, he didn't do what he needed to do there, did he? Yeah, Klitschko, Klitschko is done. They'll probably fight a rematch. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I think he'll win a, another snooze fest, which will set up a third fight. So look for those two guys to tie up each other for 2016. Well, that's a shame because um, we'd like to see uh, a new, some new blood in that uh, division for sure. Well, but new blood. They're just not going to get a chance to fight these guys yet. You got Deontay Wilder, who for years, I was the first guy. I was the first guy to mention that he was going to be a great, great fighter, the next great American star. I'll be seeing him live for the first time next month in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center as he headlines a Showtime card there. He he wants to fight Fury, but Fury, you know, Fury's like, oh, blood, right, let me let me uh, weigh my options. He will kill Fury. He will destroy That fight won't go three rounds. So Fury's not going to fight Wilder. There's a guy from Great Britain who would be a great fight against Fury. Anthony Joshua, gold medalist, who's knocking everybody out. He would put Fury out in two or three rounds. Those two guys will be the the, 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 the standard bearers for the heavyweight, heavyweight division after Fury finally loses the title and Klitschko goes, retires, goes and retires and lives either in Ukraine or Germany. Just take your sexy-ass wife and keep it moving. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, we got... So we got uh, some. Uh, also, did you do rookie of the year? No, we don't. We we've never done rookie of the year on on this um on this show. Don't need to. Right. I, okay. I don't consider. I don't consider, that would be called the prospect of the year, and I don't rate that. The reason I don't rate that uh, category is because a guy could show all the promise in the world, but when you're a prospect, you're fighting guys to make you look good. You're not fighting anybody, any real bodies. So to me, being a, a top prospect is overrated. Not until you step in the ring against a seasoned veteran who gives you a run for your money can I say, oh, okay, I don't, I don't consider any, anybody could go 16, 17, 18, and 0, consider themselves a top prospect and beat a bunch of journeymen. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so let's get on to. Did I talk like that? And I wrote for Fight, um, fight Game Blog, a uh, 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 Fight Game Blog, a boy, Double G, uh, uh, from from Super Friends Universe, he has a website called Fight Game Blog, and every year I write down, I I, I submit, and he adds my my contribution to his year-end awards. And the number one prospect on the planet right now is Errol Spence, and I wrote that he could be the breakout star of 2016. This kid, welterweight, has it all. He reminds me of Sugar Ray Leonard. The kid is fast. He throws combinations. He's quick. He makes you miss. Got a great jab, and when he hurts you, he goes to the body, and he's a student of the game. Uh, Errol Spence, in my opinion, along with Terrence Crawford and Roman Gonzalez and Deontay Wilder, will be the big stars of boxing for the next few years. Okay, so let's talk about the um, – uh, I think we got them all here, right? We didn't do oh, the no, fight, of the, fight of the year. Fight of the year, a, a, a spike, a, a premier boxing event on Spike Television – from the Prudential Center, August 14th, 2015, Marco Hook, Marco Hook of Germany, had held the title, had defended the title successfully, the WBO Cruiserweight Championship, 
Six years, 13 defenses, and he was going up against Christoph Glowacki. Glowacki. Yeah, he was going to break the record. Yeah, he was going. He was a fight away from breaking the record. And early on, first few rounds, you watching his fight, Glowacki's taking it to Hook. But Hook has always been a slow starter. He, he gets going in, in, in the second half of the, of the fight. Sixth round, he drops Glowacki with a spectacular left hook. Glowacki's out on his feet, gets up at nine, and the referee did a hell of a job. The referee let the fight continue because he knew Glowacki was ahead on the scorecards, and he gave him another chance. Glowacki fought the the rest of the sixth round was a great round. Glowacki held up, recovered, and even landed some shots on on Hook. Hook dominated the fight even though it was give and take, a, a war. Finally, in the 11th round, he drops Hook with a spectacular left cross right hook combination. Hook is out on his feet, but referee Dave Fields, he gave Glowacki an opportunity. He gives Hook an opportunity. Even though they could have stopped that fight right then and there, Fields is like, I'm going to give you another shot. He's one of those referees like Steve Smoger that gives the fighter the benefit of the doubt. Glowacki jumped on him, landed 11, 12 consecutive shots unanswered as through the ropes, referee steps in, Stops the fight. Fight of the year. One of the greatest cruiserweight fights of all time. On the level of, of, of two fights that we covered on the greatest fight series of all time. The, the legendary 2003 fight between James Tony and Vasily Giroff. And the 1986 legendary fight between Evander Holyfield and Dwight Muhammad Kwari. This fight was on that level. Great fight. Great fight. Oh, in a year of great fights, you had a lot of great fights. You had Ruslan Pervonikov losing a very close decision to Lucas Matisse, which was a war. You had the Seals-Rodriguez fight. You had Takashi Miura losing to Francisco Vargas on the undercard of the Alvarez-Cotto fight in a nine-round war in which Vargas' right eye was completely shut and came from behind and knocked out Miura. 2015 since we started doing this program, Logan, was the most action-packed uh, fight of, 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 of year when it comes to boxing. Just one great fight after another, and there are so many great young fighters in the sport today. Shout-out to Al Heyman, Oscar De La Hoya. I hate Bob Harum, but Bob Harum had a great year. Bob Harum is developing a lot of great young Mexican-American fighters you can see on a weekly basis on Solo Box Sale on Channel 68 Saturday nights. HBO stepped up their game. Al Heyman forced these guys to step up their game, and everybody stepped up their game. 2015 sets up for even a better 2016 because you have so many that could be made. Yeah, man. Uh, it's going to be uh, – I mean, I guess the end of the year next year will probably be the uh, GG versus uh... – It's going to be Triple G versus Canelo because that fight is going to do record business when it comes to, when, when it comes to uh, middleweights. It's going to yeah. do middleweight business. You'll, I mean, you've, you've, you've had better fighters in middleweight, of course, but you've got Canelo, who's a Mexican, with the red hair. The women love him. The, the men want to be him. And you got Triple G, who the fans love to see. He's one of the most popular action fighters on the planet. It's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a huge fight. All right, man. So we got a lot to look forward to for 2016, and uh, I think we got all. Oh, we got to do one more award, which is the Pussy of the Year, and uh, you chose this one because of uh, why? 
Adrian Broner lost to Sean Porter, got his ass kicked, and after the fight was over, while he's interviewed in the ring, says, well, they asked him what he thought of his performance, why he lose. He said, it doesn't matter. What, they still, you still want my autograph? People still want to come talk to you. Get the fuck out of here, man. You're a fucking loser. And then he moves down to Junior Well, After Porter kicks his ass, he and fights a stiff, a fucking scrub, a bum named Khabib Alamalala. Khabib Alamalala. Floyd Mayweather told Adrian Broder, look, your credibility is losing steam by the day. Why are you fighting this bum for a vacant title? No one's going to rate this. He beats, he knocks out Khabib in the 12th round of a brutal, brutal, boring fight. Just brutal. Guy has no business being in the ring with, with, with Broda. After the fight, Broda publishes on, I don't know, on Instagram a, 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 a curse, a, a, a curse laden, a, a, a build, a, a tirade, a, a, tirade, a tirade to Floyd, cursing him out. You know, how, how dare you fucking criticize my opponent's left and right. Floyd was telling the truth. So, Brona, for those two actions, is the 2015 Pussy of the Year. He won't fight. And the junior welterweight division has a lot of talented fighters. Victor Postel, uh, who knocked out Lucas Matisse, Terrence Crawford. You won't see Brona fight any of those guys. Brona is never going to fight another primetime fighter. He's going to fight the rest of his career fighting stiffs. He's the new Zab Judah with less class. And that's saying a lot because Zab Judah's prime was a classless bastard. <laughs> and he wanted to be, he thought he was going to be the next Floyd Mayweather. No way. Floyd told him, you can't be me. So right now they're not friends anymore. And I'm glad Floyd, as Floyd got, as Floyd's gotten older, he's gotten smarter. Yeah, well, um, I think that he was a bad influence on this guy. Uh, but, you know, whatever. You can only... Floyd knows when to cut his losses. Yeah, he's better off without him. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's it for that uh, for the awards. We'll see what the ring award. We'll come back with the ring awards, see how they match up. We always uh, awards come out the first week of February, so we'll come back and we'll match our awards. Um, real quickly, HBO Fight Game, uh, hosted by Jim Lampley, Gave their fighter of the year, Roman Gonzalez. Now, Roman Gonzalez is the best fighter in the world. I won't argue that. But Roman hasn't – no, none of these fighters beat a guy like Kokoto. Canelo Alvarez, the only other guy that could say they beat a guy on that level was Floyd Mayweather. And Pacquiao's past his prime. Cotto was still beating people. Canelo right. won the middleweight championship of the world by beating Miguel Cotto, one of the greatest Puerto Rican fighters of all time, a first ballot Hall of Famer. No one else other than Floyd Mayweather can say that, and I don't think Floyd deserved fighter of the year because he went and gave us the bullshit Andre Berto fight, which, come on, you could have put that on free TV if you're going to fight this motherfucker. Yeah, that, 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 that almost got him the pussy of the year. That almost did. You know what? Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider him that because when you've had a career like, like Floyd's had, oh, yeah, I know. you deserve a fight like that, but you don't deserve, you don't expect us to pay for it. Right, right. A fight like that should have been on CBS, NBC primetime, and it would have done great. It would have done great numbers. But then you put yeah. it on pay per view, and um, thank God my boss was getting married that night because I didn't have to bother to pay for that shit. <laughs> okay, man. Well, uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back uh, next year. So happy New Year to all our listeners. Thanks again for listening. And you know we're where we at? We're all our archives are at the superfriendsuniverse.com dot com website. 
So uh, keep, keep frequenting there. And uh, once still, it's been a great year here. And we're looking forward to a great 2016. And, and let me quickly update what our next two boxing shows are going to be. In um, two weeks, we return with the greatest performances of all time. And this time, we'll look at the greatest Venezuelan fighter of all time, former featherweight champion of the world, Antonio Espanagosa. And then the week after that, we will, we will do a fight recap show chronicling. I'll be at, at ringside that night. So we'll talk about it the following day. Deontay Wilder's first title defense in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. Um, I want to congratulate the following members that uh, uh, 10 days ago were inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame. Hector Camacho, I wouldn't would have I voted for him. Now, I'm Puerto Rican. Camacho was a great Puerto Rican fighter, but Camacho spent too many of his years running and dabbling and shit. He should have been better than what he was. I'm not going to argue. He's in the International Boxing Hall of Fame. There are a lot of fighters. He's in there, and there are a lot of fighters not as good as him that are in, so I can't argue. Hector Camacho in the International Boxing Hall of Fame. Lupe Pintor, two-time world champion from Mexico, should have been in a long time ago, finally gets in. And a guy that for years I've been wanting to go in, one of the greatest fights ever come out of Panama, former junior flyweight and flyweight champion, Milano Zapata was inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame. Harold Letterman, finally, after many, many, many years. He should have been inducted years ago. One of the greatest judges in history of the sport, inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame, and one of the greatest boxing writers of all time, Jerry Eisenberg, who wrote for years for Newsday, um, and the New York Star, Star Ledger. He was inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame, and um, legendary longtime boxing announcer Bob Sheridan. So those six men will be inducted next June into the International Boxing Hall of Fame. I cannot argue with any of them. All of them deserved it. I would have never voted for Camacho, but there are guys like an Arturo Gatti that are not a pimple on Camacho's ass that are in the Hall of Fame. So kudos to the late, great Hector Camacho, and we'll be doing a show on him down in the future, as well as Lupe Pintor and Hilario Zapata. Those three guys will definitely be featured on our Greatest Performances series in 2016. All right, man. A lot to look forward to. Uh, thanks again for all your hard work on this, and uh, everybody appreciates your uh, viewpoints, man. Happy New Year to all our listeners. And I want to I want to shout out to all the listeners. I mean, I get emails three or four times a week from guys that listen to the show all over the world. I get tweets from guys that listen to the show. They love the show. They love the, the chemistry between us, and they 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 give me suggestions on 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 fighters that I haven't talked about. So, yes, you, your, your, your comments are greatly appreciated. Yeah, and if you really like this show, go on iTunes and give us a good review there. So that will help other people to find the show. We got the entire archives, the greatest performance and the greatest fight series all up there, as well as our fight recaps, all on iTunes. I mean, it's a pleasure doing this show with you, Logan, because I get to share my knowledge with the rest of the fans. It's worldwide. I mean, I get, I get emails from South Africa, Thailand, New Zealand, Australia, Unbelievable. Yeah, man. So it's 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 a it's a this show gets about you know we get about six thousand uh, downloads a month, if you can believe it. Well, there's a uh, lot outside the United States. Boxing is huge, especially in Europe, um, England, uh, the the Far East, the Japan. I mean, while while it's not as popular as it used to be in the United States, it's popular everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing how how popular it is. All right, man. Well, uh, it's good talking to you again, and we'll be back next week with the uh, greatest performances. Um, 
and uh, and then uh, we'll keep going, man. Talk to you. Happy New Year, Logan. Happy New Year to all the listeners out there all around the world. Happy New Year to everyone. Take care. Peace.